0: E tidings, cosmos. Good morning, twenty-first century world of worlds. This is Radio Richard Island, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thormila falcher rotensha. I am your host, Richard McSweeney. Hear this, listener. Give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath, there are words. Thinking, I have been, about elderly farmers, both men and women, who have been placed, who have been abandoned in nursing homes by their sons and daughters under some vague medical pretense in order to cheat them out of and take possession of their land, money, and even their house, their lifelong home, take possession of it all. In the nursing home such parents get angrier by the day, and throughout the length of long lonely nights— making themselves quickly deteriorate into irreversible bad health. What kind of sons, what kind of daughters are they, that when they do on occasion visit the nursing home, they without as much as blinking an eye keep telling their shattered, their heartbroken mother or father, that they will be bringing them home now real soon, maybe even tomorrow, oh, but definitely by the weekend. Are such children really people at all? Those parents would never again be given to seeing in this world their beloved homes and precious land. Is this kind of abhorrence only going on here in Ireland, or is it a global occurrence? And the sage in the digital age speaks of the philosopher of old, saying, he asked, how does a river, a stream, no, it is on its way to the sea. Does it consider itself on a return journey, or is it just going forward unknowingly, or does it perhaps see itself as doing both? What are rivers and streams? Are there not rain flowing along as to it falling down? In today's broadcast, I'll be reading from As You Like It, Tao Dai Jing, and the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. This is a reading in continuity from As You Like It. O Jupiter, how weary are my spirits! I care not for my spirits if my legs were not weary. I could find in my heart to disgrace my man's apparel and to cry like a woman. But I must comfort the weaker vessel, As doubtlet and hose ought to show itself Courageous to petticoat. Therefore courage, good Alina. I pray you, bear with me, I cannot go no further. For my part I had rather bear with you than bear you, Yet I should bear no cross if I did bear you, For I think you have no money in your purse. Well, this is the forest of Arden. I now I am in den. the more fool I, When I was at home I was in a better place, But travellers must be content. Ay, be so good, touchstone. Look you, who comes here, a young man and an old and solemn talk? That is the way to make a scorn you still. O conda that, that thou knowest how do I, I do love her. I partly guess, for I have loved her now. No coran, being old, thou canst not guess. Though in thy youth thou wast as true a lover as ever sighed upon a midnight pillow. But if thy love were ever like to mine, as sure I think I did never man love so, how many actions most ridiculous hast thou been drawn to by thy fantasy? Into a thousand that I have forgotten. Oh thou didst then never love so heartily, if thou rememberest not the slightest folly that ever love did make thee run into. Thou hast not loved. Or if thou hast not sat as I do now, wearing thy hearer in thy mistress's praise, thou hast not loved. Or if thou hast not broke from company abruptly, as my passion now makes me, thou hast not loved. O Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe! Alas, poor shepherd, searching of thy wound, I have by hard adventure found mine own, and I mine. I remember when I was in love, I broke my sword upon a stone, and bid him take that for coming a night, Jane smiled. And I remember the kissing of her batlet, and the cow's dugs, and her pretty chopped hands had milk, And I remember the wooing of a peace-cod instead of her, from whom I took two cods, and, giving her them again, said with weeping tears, Wear these for my sake. We that are true lovers run into strange capers. But as all is mortal in nature, so is all nature in love mortal in folly. Thou speakest wiser than thou art aware of. Nay I shall ne'er be of mine own wit till I break my shins against it. Jove, Jove, this shepherd's passion is much upon my fashion. And mine but it grows something stale with me. I pray you one of your question you one of your question yon man and if he for gold will give us any food, I faint almost to death. Hallo, you clown Peaceful. he's not thy kinsman. Who calls? You're better, sir. Else are very wretched. Peace, I say. Good even to you, friend, and to you, gentle sir, and to you all. I pray to you, Shepherd, if that love or gold can in this desert place by entertainment bring us where we may rest ourselves and feed. Here's a young maid would travel, much oppressed and faints for succour. Faint, sir! I pity her. Uh, I pity her. "'and wish for her sake more than for mine own. "'My fortunes were more able to relieve her, "'but I am a shepherd to another man, "'and I do not shear the fleece that I graze. "'My master is of a colourish disposition, "'and little wrecks to find the way to heaven "'by doing deeds of hospitality. "'Besides his coat, his flocks, and bounds of feed "'are now on sale, and at our sheep-coat now. "'By reason of his absence, "'there is nothing that you will feed on, "'but what is, come see.' and in my voice most welcome shall you be. What is he that shall buy his flock and pasture? The young swain that you saw here but erewhile, that that little cares for buying anything. I pray thee, if it stand with honesty, buy thou the cottage pasture and the flock, and thou shalt have to pay for it of us. And we will mend thy wages. I, I like this place, and willingly could waste my time in it assuredly the thing is to be sold. Go with me if you like upon report the soil, the profit, and this kind of life. I will, you very faithful feeder be, and buy it with your gold right suddenly. Tao Dai Jing, installment 24. The one who stands on tiptoe can't persist long. The one who walks by striding can't go far. The one who sees everything in his eyes can never be shrewd. The one who claims self-righteousness will never be exalted by others. He or she who steals others' feats for themselves are worthless people. He or she who boasts of their merit can't enjoy a long life. Viewed from the Tao standpoint, these people are like remains of a meal or a tumour on the body, which no one would like. Hence, a Tao practitioner should not become one of them. This is an interpretation, after my own fashioning, of some lines from the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. No tree star visitor spoke to me saying, Immaculate of Era, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? Sitting in the shade of a summer grove, a queen of the Mayor Landry was having an interesting conversation with a sage. And the queen spoke saying, How do you think all things came to be? How does your majesty think they came to be? I have an idea that there was a beginning of all things, way back and way back, no one at all has any idea of when, and that time I will call the beginning of all things. How would you describe this beginning of all things time, Your Majesty? There was nothing at all then, there was nothing at all that could be named. It was in this state of nothing at all that there mysteriously arose the first existences how they arose, I, I, I know not. These first existences were without any bodily shape. From these things could then be produced, received, as it were, what I call their proper character, their quality. And it is from them we and everything are produced, and from us and everything will the future generations and things be produced. As you claim, Your Majesty, there to have been a beginning of all things, Will there be some time way forward in the unknown when there will be an end to all things, including all the generations of descendants? Yes, that would be right. Then, will will that be it, Your Majesty? Will that be all there has been to existence, a beginning extending itself to an ending? I can't say for sure, but who knows? Maybe the process will start all over again, and every time with ending will do so. Now that I have had, now that you have had, how I think all things came to be, may I hear what you have to say on it? I don't believe in beginnings and endings, endings and beginnings of anything, Your Majesty. I might say I have no idea whatsoever how things are other than. That I do know from observing, contemplating, and considering the stillness, movements, and transformations of things, including ourselves, no beginnings or endings therein do I see. Is not the sunrise of a new day a beginning, sunset an ending, this ending the beginning of the night, and the ending of the night the beginning of the day? Only if you want them to be your majesty. How do you mean? Saying thus so makes it thus so, Your majesty. If we were to say the sun in its zenith is a beginning and midnight an ending, then it is so. What of the coming into appearance of the new moon and of its fading into disappearance? Are these not beginnings and endings? Only if you wished him to be for you to be your majesty. And the same would hold true when it comes to how all things came to be, are and being and will be. Saying so can make them so, but from my observations, contemplations, and considerations, these are not at all so. And with delight this spoke of many such and the like. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say. Did lovingly relay way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, you will love the habitation of yourself, this sacred place where dwells your power. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And spare a thought, too, for peoples living in faraway places, in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult and not at all of their own making. You have been listening to an Irish philosopher of the natural kind, bringing radio to the Internet via Radio Richard Island, on the air globally for about 15 minutes, Monday to Friday. The script format of today's broadcast will be available at a future date on AuthenticClosetDramaScripts.com It is truly an honor to have your listening. It is more than a voice in your ear. There is power in listening, more than a phrase in your eye. Insight there is in reading. Enjoy both and please do spread the word. Thank you so much, Richard. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Sloan Oxbenachlet.